tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, January 9th. I hope you guys are all doing well. Um, I am doing like my plant. So if you guys notice, those of you that watch live on YouTube, I've gotten a multiple, multiple amount of comments through the last few weeks about the plant. I'm not a good person that can keep a plant alive. I, I can keep breathing, uh, you know, humans and animals alive. I cannot, I've never been able to manage a plant. This is just something that like, you know, it's one of those things that I, I personally just don't have the ability to do. I've tried. I've read the books. I've read the pamphlet, not the books. That would be crazy if I actually read a book about how to keep a plant alive. But I've read like, you know, I've Googled it. I've watched YouTubes, TikToks, not keep a plant alive. So I did get a plant. I think it was a lily of some sort, but it was more green, whatever. And it was back there in that corner. Now, as you guys saw, it died. It was dying. It was dying of fast and furious death, sort of like my heart right now. And in that moment, I did everything you guys told me to do. I cut off the dead leaves. I poured water in it. I, I even put some, uh, you know, um, coffee grounds, like from an espresso pod. I opened those up, put it in there. I did everything I possibly could that you guys told me to do. I read the comments. Okay. I read your comments. Well, the plant was not doing very well. And I finally decided that sometimes when things are not going well and you keep trying the same thing over and over and over and it's not going well, you have to try a different course of action. And so uh, I, I put the plant outside. So the plant is currently right outside my office, uh, standing there in the sun. It's getting real life sun. It got some water. It looks a little nicer today. But meanwhile, we've got a fakie in the corner, a Marshall's special, TJ Maxx, Fantastico in the corner, fiddle leaf fig fakey, and this plant will have to do as of right now. And then I will keep you updated on the plant sagas um, because this is I know why you tune in. I know you guys tune in for the hard hitting news like will Donna's plant survive or will it not? So today on today's show, we've got a few different stories. Nothing really groundbreaking today. But that's okay. I kind of like those those days because I feel like, uh, you know, when there's not some big, big story, it's like we just got to hang. We're just here to hang out and talk and, uh, you know, connect. Get to hear your voices. Not really. I get to see your comments. You got to hear my voice. We can kind of connect over that. Um, and I am happy to, you know, just kind of hang out. Just hang out just to have a little connection, a little community. 
daily dose of Donna community today. Of course, I have some stories. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. There's still going to be things that we have to talk about. Absolutely. But yeah, it's a little bit of like a slow news news day, meaning nothing crazy has happened. Of course, tomorrow we will be able to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. Uh, part one, we'll be able to talk about a whole host of other things, I'm sure, because that's the way these things work. But as of right now, um, just some fun stories. So before I get into it, let's talk about the sponsor of this week's Daily Dose of Donna, and that is Kitsch. You guys remember that Kitsch, Kitsch is a, a company of hair care, beauty care. It's got a cult-like following. It has game-changing essentials, has satin pillowcases, time-saving towels, but Kitsch knows hair care doesn't stop in the shower. Game-changing, that's what it's called. And they say game-changing because Kitsch's biggest fans say it's about time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body. So are you ready to change your beauty game? The coolest thing about it is that you don't need a high budget. If you know and you've seen Kitsch's products, they're all so affordable, especially with my discount code. I have a 30% discount code. Um, but Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. Like why go somewhere to get that spa treatment? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and it was started by a female, which in these days of the Barbie knockdown joke at the Golden Globes. We all should do some female love. It's carried now in over 20,000 retail locations. It has caps, eye masks, satin pillowcases, great for your hair and skin. Or you can use the heatless uh, satin curling rollers. So just don't forget to try all of these things. You have 30% off your entire order at mykitch.com slash Donna. That's right. 30% off at everything. My Kitch, that's K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash Donna. That's D-A-N-A. You know, really just using your, your spelling skills. One more time, mykitch.com slash Donna for 30% of your order. Thanks, Kitch, for sponsoring this week of Daily Dose of Donna. <sighs> so, well, some fun little news stories. I woke up this morning to see a, a big old story about Joe Gorga. Did you guys see this? Joe Gorga, otherwise known as Teresa Judice's uh, brother, otherwise known as, we don't call him Juicy Joe, right? No, that's, that's Teresa's ex-husband. Joe Gorga is quite an interesting guy. You know, I watched Real Housewives of New Jersey those first like five, six, seven seasons. I don't even remember. I took some breaks and I came back two seasons ago, three seasons ago, like, you know, post-jail, Teresa. Um, here's my thing about Joe. And I could be wrong. And I remember I was doing the show last year when it was very, you know, Team Teresa or Team Melissa. So I'm not taking sides on the women at all in this case. I'm just talking about Joe. Joe is a hothead. Um, a lot of those guys are, but he's a super hothead. He gets real mad real fast, you know, zero to 100 with his anger and obviously impulse control. We've seen it over the years multiple, multiple times. He has, um, you know... This is going to sound like a generalization. I don't mean it to, but do you know how sometimes men that are a little bit shorter, shorter, sometimes have that, that need to like, like be big, big in personality. Very possible. Uh, Ray says entitled. Yes, I feel that. He, um, he definitely walks through life feeling like I deserve it. Like, I get it. Like, I want the. And he goes from zero to 100. And it's always someone's fault. And like, he's one of those guys, right? Napoleon complex. Um, so he 
We've seen him through the years do this on the show. And it's one thing if you're going to attack Teresa or attack, you know, Louie or attack like the, you know, Joe Judici or whatever. I can, is it Judice? No one knows, right? It's one thing if you do that. But it's another thing if you start taking out into real life scenarios. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this clip that went around, but Joe and Melissa, Melissa's son, I want to say his name is Gino. Is it Gino? Is it Vito? So many of the same kind of names. Okay. Gino. He has a son that's in high school. Gino, I think is like 15, 16 ish. And he's on the wrestling team for his high school. I don't personally know a lot about wrestling. I know that my sister's son was a wrestler for a little bit in high school or in elementary school. Like I just know that it's something a lot of guys are really into. It feels like to me, I don't want to judge it, but it does feel a little bit like showing off my, my strength and, you know, doing anything like that. So I just think of Mario Lopez, to be hundred percent honest. I'm like more of the AC Slater type of wrestler lover back at Bayside High throwback. But anyway, during this wrestling match, I don't know what led to it. And I don't know what was before the clips that we saw, but it was like a, you know, I imagine, I think the way it works with these wrestling matches is you kind of go start the wrestle and then they, they call it. And then maybe you get another chance at it and then they call it. So like you get a couple different times that you're able to, you know, have this wrestling match. So in this case, they had this wrestling match. Gino, Gino Vito, Gino had this wrestling match with another kid, another high schooler. And it looks to me like the other high schoolers family was filming it across the room. And in this clip, at the end of the clip, the other dude gets on top of Gino Vito his name is Gino, and holds him down as you do in wrestling. I mean, I've watched enough to know that that's a real move, right? Like kind of holds him down, pins him down. And the goal is you have to like pin them down for a certain amount of seconds, I think, before the referee's like done, you know, whatever. So it's almost at the end of the match, meaning he's like, he's pinned. He can't get back up. Gino's under like help. I fall and I can't get back up kind of moment. And he gets that knock, you know, like it's over. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, Little Joe Gorga pops out of the stands from like the fourth row up in the bleachers, jumps down and comes at the kids. A lot of you guys think he was going after the referee. I beg to differ. I have a feeling that he went straight to that boy that was on top of his son, like ready to start shit. The referee got immediately involved and within seconds, like 10 guys, I don't know if there were coaches, dads, referees, school administrations, who knows what, got involved and said, get out of the gym, get out of the gym. Like they are not effing around. You're a dad of a student athlete and you're getting on the court during the freaking match and yelling at another kid. <gasps> okay. Maybe it was after the ref too. Maybe it was after everyone. It wasn't even about, and like, who knows what he was thinking and feeling in that moment. Did he feel like you're hurting my son? Did he feel like this is unfair? Did he feel just that natural feeling of like, I need to protect my son? Uh, note to self, note to you guys, not note to self, because I'm not someone that is like that with, re well, I will say this. I am a mama bear. And if someone comes after my kid, I am a hundred percent going to be the first to, uh, you know, get pissed and get very protective. I think that's very common. 
very normal. It's also about, you know, holding back from doing anything that's going to, you know, obviously cross that line, right? So thinking before you act in situations like that is very important. As a child is getting pinned during a wrestling match, whether or not the referee is fair, whether or not the coach is fair, whether or not the other dude is doing something a little unfair, you got to hold back. You got to force yourself to just stand in the screen, you know, the, the stands. You can, I'm sure you can even talk shit, right? I get yelled at a lot for that, by the way. At baseball games, I scream and I get yelled at. So by the like the ups, I can't help it. Sometimes I can't help it. But I would never get up on the field and like run up in there. Now, I'm sure some dads have a little bit more of a feeling like they need to get involved. Maybe their moms. I don't know. I've seen the craziest stuff. Just even at like seven-year-old, eight-year-old baseball games, I've seen moms attack and yell at referees, at umpires. I mean, we've seen it all. This is the thing with kids' sports. is like there's going to be calls that don't go your way, right? In soccer games, there's going to be calls that don't go your way. In football games, baseball games, like it, it will happen a lot of times. For example, at baseball, if a ball gets thrown and it's a low pitch and Oliver gets a strike, and even though it looks like it's out of the strike zone, if the umpire says strike, it sucks, but you got to take it, you know? So it was totally out of line. So embarrassing. I can only imagine Gino just got his ass kicked on the wrestling match. And then now he has to sit up and recognize, taking off all his gear and stuff, recognize that his dad is getting not only yelled at in front of everyone, and there's like at least 100 people in that room, right? But then getting pushed out and yelled to leave, getting ejected from the gym. I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. It's got to be incredibly embarrassing. It's got to be Horrible to experience that. I want to see. I'm going to just quickly look over at um, at his uh, Joey Gorga. Let's see if he said anything on his Instagram. Well, 16 minutes ago, he posted this guy, legend, must much respect Kevin Hart for real, a picture of him and Kevin Hart. So I don't know if he's affected by this. I'm not really sure if it's affected him. Um, to the extent that, that, you know, it should, and maybe he said, any, said something about it, but not that I'm saying, I think he's kind of probably trying to hope that no one notices. Well, I don't know if you woke up this morning to realize that we all noticed, we all saw it, but Melissa's also posting all over her Instagram stories of her meeting Kevin Hart and in her outfits and, the, you know, whatever. Oh, but now she's saying uh, two hours ago, she she posted on her stories about to record my 100th episode of On Display. That's her podcast with Joey Gorga. What do you want us to talk about? What are your questions? So maybe she wants him to, um, you know, come over to her podcast to kind of explain the story and maybe we'll find out, right? Like we'll find out what's really, really going on. So who knows? How would you feel if your dad did that? How would you feel? I would be so embarrassed. I would literally be like, oh my God, stop, stop, stop. It's just like when I got in, like I had hard times with girlfriends when I was growing up and my my mom wanted to get involved. It's like, it's horrendous. It's a horrendous, horrendous feeling. So um, you want your parents to like be there for you and protect you and support you, but you also don't want them to embarrass you while doing that. <sighs> Poor Joe Gorga. Okay. 
On to the next. Poor Joe Gorga, more like poor Gino Gorga, right? What other stories are kind of jumping out today? Um, Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Real Houses of Salt Lake City has its reunion tonight, and we're not getting that much yet. We're really not. We're getting some trailers and some extended scenes of the reunion. Number one, everyone, all I can notice during this entire time is that everyone has a spray tan like you wouldn't believe. They are tanned to a crazy extent. I'm so jealous being that I'm so pale at this moment. I would do anything to have nice color, but not spending a lot of time outside these days. And they have tans beyond belief. You know, they now they're doing all their reunions with those really big um, screens behind. So they all have these big LED screens and they're doing all that. Um, in the scene that I keep seeing, Monica gets invited back into the room, right? They, they kind of gave her like a separate entrance. I don't know if they did a part of the reunion where it's just the other women, where it's just, you know, Angie and Heather and Lisa and Meredith and Whitney, and then they bring in Monica at some point. I don't know why. But at some point, you see that Monica kind of gets brought into the room. Uh, she's standing up at the top of stairs. They're filming her walk in. It's a very big entrance. It's giving a little bit of like that Raquel, Rachel Levis entrance in the reunion. Like everyone's sitting there awkwardly watching her enter, which just puts everyone in a little bit of an awkward situation. I think, I think it makes the entire cast awkward and it makes Monica feel awkward, whatever. So anyway, she walks in, she walks down the stairs Here's some footage of it if you're watching on YouTube, but you can go over to Monica's Instagram where she's definitely doing it and she's walking down. Everyone's quiet. Everyone's watching her. And this is what she says in her caption. She says, they're burning all the witches, even if you aren't one. They got their pitchforks and proof, their receipts and reasons. They're burning all the witches, even if you aren't one. So light me up, light me up, light me up. Go ahead and light me up tomorrow. She posted this yesterday. It's a reputation era. Monica is Taylor Swift. Are you ready for it? Like I am just in awe almost of Monica's ability to fully like encapture and take on and become this person this version, this person of that we've found on Real Housewives, like she was found out and there is no remorse. There is no zero from what we've seen remorse. So I am, I come from the opinion that when you F up in life, which we all do, sometimes not a lot, sometimes heavily life-changing mistakes. Okay. When that happens, you have two choices. You can either deny, you have many choices actually, but one can be deny the problem, deny that this ever happened and pretend like, you know, they're crazy for thinking that you did this. Or you say, yes, it's true. I did this. So you, you confirm, you know, this mistake and then you say, get over it. Big deal. Not a big deal. Come after me. Who cares? And then, of course, the third, which in my opinion is the best way to handle mistakes, is saying, yes, it happened, and I can't believe I went down that path. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe that I ever let myself act that way, et cetera, okay? A lot of people 
handle these things in different ways, but Monica's handling it in a very, so what? So what? You wanted a good show, you got a good show, which is true. We did and we got, but none of it actually um, feels good to know that she basically completely like faked a whole personality and identity and completely like lied to these women about who she was from top to bottom and now is found out and she's not even showing one little small part of it being like, I got in over my head. I'm sorry. I recognize now like this was bad, right? So at the end of the day, if she wants to take this role of the villain, it makes it really interesting to watch. We've never really seen it. I don't think we've ever really seen it. Have we ever seen this on a Real Housewife show where someone commits such bad, crazy shit and then doesn't even take, like takes responsibility, but not really for it and just like pushes it off on everyone else? You want proof? We'll have to see it. So I can't wait to see what happens tonight. I imagine it's going to be really good TV. I imagine we're going to get Monica towards the very, very end of episode one if we're smart, if they're smart, because it's a three-part reunion as far as I know. So I think tonight's going to be a lot about Meredith, a lot about the drama between Meredith and Angie and the rumors and the husband. And um, maybe we'll get some Lisa Barlow and her son stuff and, you know, Whitney and her fake drama with her husband or maybe Whitney's friend who passed away, sadly. So I don't know. I don't know exactly. But um, but this is it, right? This is it. So we'll have to see what happens tonight. Um, thank God for good TV, honestly. Because right now, when life is feeling kind of, you know, tough, um, raise your hand if you're in a tough position in your life right now. Um, the only thing that can actually pull me out of any of it is distraction. And that could be in the form of good TV. Although I didn't even turn on the TV one time yesterday. Not once. I didn't watch one thing. So we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens. We'll have to watch what happens. Could there be a better name for Andy Cohen's show other than watch what happens? That's literally what we do on Bravo. We're kind of always watching what happens. I didn't really want to talk about this, but just because there's not that many stories going on, let's talk about Lisa Rinna. What are your thoughts on Lisa Rinna? Did you have thoughts on Lisa Rinna prior to these last few seasons on Beverly Hills? Versus now on Beverly Hills or now after post Beverly Hills. So I've told this story before, but I was always a Lisa Rinna fan. I was a Days of Our Lives watcher as a very, very young kid. You know, I'm talking six, seven, eight years old. I watched her as Billy on Days of Our Lives when I was younger. I don't know what year she was on that, but I was probably like in my, it's probably somewhere between 10 and 15 or something. I don't even know. I loved Lisa Renna. I thought she was so, so pretty, so beautiful, so amazing on that show. And then when I went into casting, she was on a lot of our lists, our casting lists, and we would audition, you know, like we would see stuff that she would do on tape. She never came in to audition in front of me. But 
I really liked Lisa Rinna and I met her right before her first season of Beverly Hills aired at a coffee bean and tea leaf here in Sherman Oaks. And I went up to her and I said, I'm such a big fan of yours. Like, I love you and I can't wait for the show. And she's like, well, we'll see how you feel about me at the end of the season. I don't really remember her first season. I don't remember season by season, but very progressively and very fast, Lisa Rinna became one of the most hated characters, I think, on definitely Beverly Hills. Like she became such a shit stirrer. And this last season was really hard watching her in my opinion with the whole, I mean, two seasons ago was the whole Denise thing. This last season was the Sutton thing. Like she just became very, very mean and very nasty. I did not like it at all. So Lisa Rinna though, you know, meanwhile, she's kind of living her best life. Well, she thinks she is. I don't know if she actually, or she's saying she is. I don't know if she actually is, but she's definitely um, talking about how she's, you know, really kind of stepping into this next chapter of her life. She's on Cosmo's sex after 60s issue, admitting that she pole dances, she takes hormones, and she says she wants to age disgracefully. She's topless in this photo or a topless in this magazine spread as, as well. Um, it's a Marilyn Monroe inspired shoot. Um, she posed nearly naked while speaking candidly about sexuality and aging. Um, she said, I just turned 60 in July and there's this whole thing about aging gracefully. And I'm like, F it. I'm going to age disgracefully, she explained. I'm not going to buy into any notion that this, this, and this happens when you turn 60. I'm just going to fight it all the way because I want to do it my way. She also opened up why she, why she left The Real Housewives and revealed that she still keeps in touch with some of her former castmates. She said uh, that I have my friends that I talk to and they will always be my friends. While she didn't name anyone in particular, she did mention that Erica Jane was the most helpful when she was struggling with her mom's death in 21. The photo shoot was just as bold as the former Real Housewives star's words as she showcased her figure in barely there ensembles. Um, anyway, she says, I'm excited to shoot this cover because this is the kind of thing that moves the needles. It moves the needles for my daughters. It moves the needles for women to go holy shit, you can do that. You don't have to give up, go out to pasture, calm down, turn it way down when you turn 60 or when you get older. So listen, I have to say this. I am definitely not anti this notion. I think as women get older and as we get kind of swept under the rug, and this is a big part of becoming older is feeling like as a woman that you're, you know, just aging and it's all about the younger and the hotter. I think it's beautiful that as you get older, you can still be considered stunning and sexy and hot and gorgeous and all of that. And I do think that like there's too many women out there that to name that are so beyond stunning, 40 and up. I, I would even say 50 and up, you know? Um, so I'm pro that, but Lisa Rinna just leaves a little bit of an odd taste in my mouth because of all of her insane, like over the top social media antics and the dancing and like for the camera and like the almost nude stuff. And she's just very, it, it's, it comes off a little bit like, I don't know. I don't know. It just comes off a little bit interesting to watch. But I have definitely gone through stages like that. I went through a big stage of of really loving going online and, you know, posting really like pretty selfies of me and um, dancing a lot for like my Instagram reels. This was before this podcast. Um when I was doing coaching, you know, of course that was like the thing and on Instagram is like dance to like for a reel. Do you remember? It was like that 2020 TikTok, 2021 Instagram thing. And 
So I was like the queen of doing that as well. So many of my old reels are me dancing. So like I can't kind of can't really speak because I think to an extent, a lot of us crave attention, especially if you're putting yourself out there and going on social media and you're going on a reality show or you're doing a podcast or whatever. So you can't really attack these people for just being women that like crave being in the spotlight, you know? Interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, a lot of you guys have some really, really good, good comments that range from she looks good, she should flaunt it to she looks thirsty, she looks dehydrated. You know, some people feel like she is, you know, insecure. Some people feel like she's overly secure. Who knows? Whatever. At the end of the day, I think it's so hard to care too much what people think. And it's so much easier to just focus on, are you happy? Are you happy doing it? Does it make you happy or are you doing it for a reason? And if it doesn't make you happy, we stop. And if it does make you happy, you continue, I think. Um, so there is that story. Uh, you guys, I really don't want to talk about this, but like, do we have to talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. Do we have to talk about the Kardashians? Like, I promised myself I wouldn't. What should I do? Listen, I don't want to talk about the Kardashians. Although the Kardashians are so in, immersed in our normal life and like what we're doing and what we talk about. So it's kind of hard to avoid completely. But let me just say, I'm I, I'm going to go against my gut. I mean, I'm going to go with my gut and say, let's not cover the Kardashians. I had a little bit to talk about with Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet. I had a little bit to talk about with Travis Barker, Kourtney Kardashian, Shanna Mokler. But the truth is, I don't want to talk about it. And this is my show. Right? This is my show. I guess I can talk about anything. How about Jessica Alba? This is a little bit of an interesting story, which I thought was really, really random. Jessica Alba, when was the last time you talked about Jessica Alba? Haven't talked about her in forever, but I thought this was an interesting story. So are you a mom of daughters or a mom of sons if you're a mom? Um, being a mom of daughters, I would imagine, is very complex. Most of us have complex relationships with our own mothers, and it can maybe trigger a lot of experiences or feelings of how you were parented as a child, et cetera. And so Jessica Alba actually revealed in a really, really honest and I think very relatable way that she and her 15-year-old daughter, Honor, entered therapy after fighting too much. Now, I went to therapy with my mom when I was a teenager. I would be so, so, and I've gone to therapy with Dylan. My 11-year-old who struggles a little bit with different like, um, you know, anxiety, et cetera, we've gone to therapy together, not necessarily for our fighting, but because I struggle a little bit in how to parent him in the best possible way. And I wanted it to be an open conversation. So I am very pro-therapy. I'm a big, big person. Um, I'm very intent on changing bad behavior and I'm a fixer. And so if I recognize that something is wrong, I want to fix it and change it. Um, that's just a little bit of my personality. Uh, so in this case, I totally like this idea. So basically she said in the new issue of Real Simple Magazine, she said, I don't want to live like this. I felt like I was at the end of my rope. Um, when Honor was 11, so now she's 15, but when she was 11, we were arguing all the time about dumb stuff. The 42-year-old film added film star added that 12-year-old Haven was also in a session with them. Eventually, Jessica was able to ameliorate some of her own behavior. 
And Honor found it easier to understand that her mother was just being a parent. Um, she says, she told her, I don't want to live like this. This is not fun. I didn't want us to have a wedge between us. As her mother, when I say something, she's going to hear it as an argument or me trying to control her. I wanted there to be someone who could explain things in a way I couldn't. What I said to Honor was, I want to be a better parent to you. And this is your forum to basically talk about everything that gets on your nerves that I do. The analyst that an analyst helped soften Honor's perception of her mother's behavior, but also helped Jessica to change her behavior herself. It put me in check, like, yeah, I totally do that. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna work on it. It gave her a little bit of perspective too, that I'm not the bad guy. I'm just being a parent. I just wanted to get to that point and it worked. So on and so forth. I am so so pro this. If you have two people that actually want to fix a relationship, whether it's a parent relationship, a co-working relationship, sisters, husband, wife, whatever, and you decide that you want to get it better and they are pro also making it better because who wants to live their lives in arguments or in strife? How amazing is that ability that you can do this? And how amazing is that option that you can get, go to therapy with your parents? right? A lot of you guys, uh, you know, are talking about the fact that you fought so much with your parents when you were younger. You know, I think when we were younger, this wasn't as open, this option of going to therapy with your parents, right? It was like, if the kid is acting out and not listening at home or maybe being difficult, it's the kid's issue, go to therapy. But now I think as we get older and a little bit more aware, we realize this doesn't happen in a vacuum. And in order for two people to get along, you can't have just one person change their ways. Because I can't speak to Dylan, my older, the same way I can speak to Oliver, my younger. I can't. They have such different personalities. They have such different triggers. They have such different, um, you know, uh, pain points, like things. I I really have to parent very differently to both. And so it's really nice that I can have the, that open communication. And Dylan, my 11-year-old, has been going to therapy on and off for, for years, and he's so proud of it. He loves it. And like yesterday, I went and picked him up from therapy, and he told me all about the cognitive behavioral triangle and how thoughts change your actions, which then – or tra- thoughts – actions change your thoughts, which then change your emotions, which then change your behavior, which then can change – your thoughts again. And it turns into this like circle. And my 11 year old is teaching me about that. So I don't know. I think it's an amazing thing. If you have the option and the, and the resources to speak to anyone, whether it's like a guidance counselor, a therapist, a school guide, whatever, it's an amazing, amazing like option. And I really wish I was put into more therapy as a kid because I feel like it could have probably solved a lot of my problems. The problem is I didn't. And then I started going to therapy when it came out in anxiety attacks and like panic attacks when I was, you know, right after 9-11 when I was in college. That's when my panic attacks really heightened. And um, I attributed it just to, you know, post 9-11, but there was so much more going on. And then I I really wish I would have stayed in therapy my entire life. I truly do. I mean, it's expensive. That's the one thing. But I like this option that we can have these open conversations with our kids and talk about these things because um, no one should feel embarrassed about therapy. I think it's like, how do we expect relationships to ever work in life? You know, any sort of relationship for the longevity of life without getting help. Don't you guys agree? Um, 
All right. Well, I don't know if there's anything else to chat about. Um, did you guys see that Lindsay Lohan went to the Mean Girls premiere? I thought that was cute. Um, she looks amazing. Talk about second chances. Lindsay Lohan is so stunning now. And she really went through a tough time, right? She's 37. She had her son six months ago. She looks great. And she came to the Mean Girls premiere um, alongside Tina Fey. It's been 20 years since the original Mean Girls. And um, she, like I said, she looks beautiful. She looks really put together. She says she does Pilates. She says she eats healthy. Um, and I'm happy for her. I'm very, very uh, into comebacks. I'm very into comebacks. I'm very into redemption. And I'm very into second chances. These are all things I'm slowly learning. Um, thank you guys for a smaller episode of Daily Dose of Donna, but I show up daily for you. I want to be here for you guys to give you hopefully a little bit of a escape from your normal life. And thank you guys so much. And I will see you tomorrow where we can talk all about reunion night one. And I'm sure some other big drama that's going to be popping up. I appreciate all your support. Love. Thank you for subscribing, following the show, podcast reviews, comments. Bye, you guys.